This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast. And boy, oh boy, we've got the college football playoff semifinals on Friday. Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's, everyone. We've got some other bowls between now and then. I am so fired up to watch these bowls. I am, by the way, Ross Tucker, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, primarily a six-man type. Really enjoyed it. Good temp job in your 20s if you can get it. Now I got all kinds of podcasts. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily. We also have the Even Money Podcast, Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the one you are listening. Oh, Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports Podcast. And the one you are either listening to or watching now, the College Draft Podcast, which I know a lot of you watch on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, because our guy Emery Hunt, who's the real star of this show, is a YouTube star. By the way, look at for people that watch on YouTube. I'm in a dark, dreary hotel room, and Emery looks so awesome. He's, he's got his beautiful lighting on him. He's got this awesome red shirt with the Raging Cajuns popping. Make sure you either subscribe to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or follow at Ross Tucker Pod so you can see the highlight clips of Emery because he looks glorious today. Um, you can check him out like I do on Twitter at FBallGamePlan. Just remember, in two or three years, when Emery's a household name globally, that a lot of you heard him here first. I can't claim him, though. He's already doing stuff for CBS, and he's already a YouTube star. So I can't claim it. But anyway, football game plan on YouTube is where he's at. And look, the NFL season ends on Sunday. Get your draft guide. Get your draft guide. It's draft season. Footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Emery, how does it work? When do people get it? Well, right now they're, they're pre-ordering and they'll get it once I'm done compiling the grades for all these prospects. So you're looking at about mid-February, right before what will be the combine starts. So therefore, you know these grades aren't influenced by combines or pro days. This is strictly based off the film. Ooh, I like that. I also like that because then when I'm watching the combine, I already know how you feel about guys, so I can keep an eye on them and see how they do, see what their numbers are. Plus, I am not a combine guy, uh, if you haven't guessed. Not at all. Me uh, check him out, like I said, football game plan on YouTube, at FBall Game Plan on Twitter. We actually, by the way, have an email question for you, Emery. I'm trying to think. I can't remember what – oh, uh, it was from Tuckheads J, one of our patrons – patreon.com slash rt media and he got new raycon earbuds oh wow our code we've got all all those codes we got a lot of awesome codes for you guys go to rawsucker.com 
click on the sponsor tab and then you can see like the 20 percent off or 15 dollars off whatever these different things are check them out i'll get to that email question at the end very much looking forward to that right now though let's start with the alamo bowl texas and colorado and honestly emory texas like how many of their top prospects already opted out so many man this this is why it's going to look different because actually i like this matchup if everybody was at full strength but texas is basically just going to be out there with sam ellinger and, and that's about it what did he say i saw where ellinger said he has a decision to make isn't he not done with eligibility or could he have a could he is he thinking about doing the sixth year maybe probably you saw Derek king do it and you know that's the only downside of of these guys posting these I don't know about you, but when they post these long, tiny written things, I just be looking for, I declare for the 2021 NFL draft, like just make it that simple. You know, I don't want to read all that stuff, you know, that cookie cutter stuff that you put. So I don't know what he posted. It could have been something like that. And if he has a decision to make, it's interesting because you look at my Cajuns, a lot of their seniors are coming back and taking that, that extra year. Interesting. By the way, refresh my memory. Um, I missed what happened in the in the Cajuns bowl game. Oh, I think, you know, I, I must have missed it as well. But, you know, I just saw something, uh, you know, on a flyer or something that the Cajuns won and just finished 10-1 and, and, you know, just doing what Cajuns do, right? Just go out there and just win football games. What what was the score? Emory? Who did they play? I forget. They played uh, – who did they play? Wow. It doesn't really matter. I know they went out there and beat them. But to be honest, they played UTSA. With sincere, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah they play UTSA and they won 31 24. A really good game. And and shout out to UTSA for uh, their coach wasn't there because of COVID and they missed a lot of guys. Uh, because of, they missed their two starting linebackers, which is not what you want to hear when you're facing a team that can run the football like the Cajuns. But they went out there and had a lead in that game and competed really well. All right, so Texas, even with those opt outs, still favored by eight and a half. And they still have a defensive end that you wanted to break down in Taquan Graham. So strong at the point of attack, man. They seem to have a factory with these uh, linear, you know, defensive linemen that can play the five. And I like Graham's ability to play the five. You know, he's stout at the point of attack. He uses his hands well. Despite being a tall guy, he's 6'4", 295 or something like that. He, He uses his length properly. So, you know, he's not playing with bad leverage or playing too tall. And so a guy like that up front really can hold his own at the point, which makes the run game for Colorado a little bit difficult. Um, For Colorado, let's break down linebacker Nate Landman. Listen, I am a fan of his, and I hate to use comparisons because people will instantly think they are one and one, but stylistically speaking, he plays a lot, a lot like uh, Vanden Bosch for um, the Cowboys, you know. And I know a lot of it is the horse collar and things like that. But <laughs> dude finds a way to get in between himself and the football. He's a great form tackler, solid in space. And when you're always around the football, to me, that tells me a lot about your instincts and your football IQ and your ability to get there, despite not being athletically gifted as far as you know Vanden Bosch was. Uh, or Vander Vander Esch was um, coming out of college. So I think, um, you know, that dude is the classic linebacker for today's game. I liken him to Vander Esch, for my mistake, um, and, and what he plays like. 
Okay, Texas favored by eight and a half. Emery, what do you think? Taking Colorado on the points, man. Big fan of what Colorado did this year. No one talks about how great of a job he did. Nearly had them in the Pac-12 title game. Um, and I think they'll take care of business of a depleted, uh, opted out <laughs> Texas roster. Yeah, I mean, who? I know they lost the DB. They lost Cosme, the tackle. Um, they lost a bunch of guys there. Um, yeah. All right, so let's move on then. And let's talk about the Music City Bowl, Iowa and Missouri. I know this Missouri player pretty well. Iowa has some beastly linemen, as always. Uh, how about D lineman Zach Van Valkenburg? He's been in the shadow of the other guy a little bit. Yeah, and Van Valkenburg came from a Division II college, Hillsdale College, which is in the GMAC. You know, and if you're familiar with the GMAC, that's or not familiar, that's where. Finley and Tiffin and those programs are and and Tiffin has a really good running back Jaquan Hardy that's going to be in the draft this year too uh, keep an eye on that but um so he transferred from Hillsdale to Iowa so going from division two to FBS power five that's a significant jump and you start to see him get his sea legs underneath him he's finding himself in the backfield a lot he's a tall guy about six seven um so he's really getting more acclimated to the strength speed conditioning of the FBS Power 5 level and has turned himself into a solid prospect. I think he's more of a late-round guy that's going to continue to develop. So the upside here with Van Valkenburg is huge, in my opinion. So I like him as a day-three type talent that can come in and you'll see, like, man, this guy really plays well. Think Margus Hunt. Uh, think guys along that line. Uh, um, what's the guy that plays for the Coast of Tall, former Stanford Cardinal? Um, he's another one of those those types that play with the Jets, too. I can't remember his name, but... Henry Anderson. Anderson. So you get a taller, bigger defensive end that can serve as a base end that you, you try to run toward, and he's able to stop the run, but also shows the ability to collapse the pocket. Um, for Missouri, they've got a wide receiver, Damon Hazleton. We talked about him earlier. I think I told you his story. A running back, a six-foot running back from uh, Baltimore that went to... Uh, Ball State, balled out at Ball State, grew like three inches as a wide receiver, transferred to Virginia Tech, then he transfers to Missouri. He's been everywhere. Yeah, he's covered the whole gambit, has a lot of Letterman jackets uh, in his closet, and I like that he is, you know, one of these flying under the radar prospects. I always joke when folks in the draft community talk about sleepers, and they talk about guys that play at the Power 5 level, but here's one of those quote-unquote Power 5 sleepers that has the upside that you want. He's played a lot of football, like you talked about, Ball State, Virginia Tech, and now at Missouri, and he has an opportunity in this game on a grander scale, talking about a bowl game, to really showcase and really leave you know, college football with some momentum heading into the pro game. I think he does a great job of tracking the football, and I'm big on receivers that can do that because you get yourself in position to make a catch. So this is interesting. Um, I don't know when this happened, Emery, and if this happened today and I missed it, this game has been canceled. This oh, game wow. Is off the board. Wow. Yeah, I, might have that. I didn't see it because it's off the board. I, I just Googled it because I was I couldn't find the betting line on DraftKings, and it's nowhere to be found. I'm not sure if it was Missouri or Iowa. So that's actually helpful to get some breakdowns of prospects since the game's not actually going to end up being played. Speaking, by the way, of DraftKings. Uh, to celebrate this year's college football playoffs, listen to this, Emory. 
DraftKings is giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the championship at 100 to 1 odds. That's right. All you have to do is bet $1 on any semifinal team to win the championship. And if your team wins, you cash $100. Maybe at the end I'll ask you, Emery, who they should put the dollar on. Alabama, Clemson, pretty sure you're not going to say Notre Dame or Ohio State, but we'll see. Download the top-rated sports bing, DraftKings sports bing app now. now. Wow. Stop. Rewind. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win it all. That's code ROSS for new players to get a shot at $100 on any semifinal this week. Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey or PA only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Emery. Let's get to the Armed Forces Bowl, which does not have the Army in it. Instead, it has Tulsa and Mississippi State. Mississippi State, they got to be up there among the worst teams to ever play in a bowl game. It's actually incredible that they are in a bowl game. But they are. I'm looking forward to, by the way, how about this on, on New Year's Eve, Emory? Not just Mississippi State, Tulsa, but Ball State, San Jose State. I'm pumped on that one. Army, West Virginia, you know I'll be watching that one. So there's some good games to get into on uh, on New Year's Eve. You want to talk Mississippi State, Tulsa, though? Tulsa, favored by two and a half, even though our boy, Zayvon Collins, is not playing He's a projected first-round pick, monster linebackers. Let's talk instead about their wide receiver, Keelan Stokes. Point-a-minute offense in Tulsa, so you understand why they're favored in that game against a bad Mississippi State football team. And, you know, their receiver, Stokes, is is tremendous. And it seems like, you know, we have some some stuff coming out the pike here on Football Game Plan, uh, and I'll give you a little tease about it. You know, no one talks about Tulsa as wide receiver you, you know, when you go through their history, man, Tulsa had some dudes play that position. And Stokes is no different. You know, he's explosive. Um, and I think he's going to help them generate quick offense. So he's explosive after the catch. He's another one of these guys that can get by a defender, you know, stack and track, like I like to say, and, and shows comfort, he shows comfort in uh, catching the ball over his shoulder. So, you know, he's going to be a big play guy and he's going to have his opportunities in his ball game. And he's going to have a chance to really raise his stock plan against an SEC opponent. Good point. Uh, as for Mississippi State, they've had guys opt out. Kylan Hill, some other guys as well. Remember when they smoked LSU? People thought, oh, Mike Leach, here they go. Oh, Mike Leach. Yeah, not not really. Not so much. Who's their old lineman, Greg Island, that you like? Well, first of all, he's 6'15". The dude is tall and tall on film. Like, you're like, man, that's a tall dude out there. He's 6'8", um, and has played both left and right tackle in his career. I like that versatility. When I watched him at left tackle, I was like, man, he's probably better on the right side. And lo and behold, you get through some more film, and you're watching him on the right side, and you're like, yeah, I figured it. You know, he thickened out a little bit, so now he's well-proportioned body weight-wise and has the length that, you know, that you would have at 6'8", 
and shows the good power uh, that you want on the right side. I know people say, hey, we're going to put our best pass rusher on the right side. Yeah, that that that's a you know strategy. That's a possibility. But when you're facing a guy like him that can get his hands on you quickly, it neutralizes your ability to pass rush. So I do think he's another one of these solid prospects that's not being talked about a lot of, but will go to a team like Baltimore. You'll see him in the lineup as maybe that sixth tackle if they want to really beef up on the run game. Or you'll see a team that truly invest in their offensive line depth-wise like New Orleans and see him become into and blossom into a star. So I think he has good upside at the pro level because, again, he could play either tackle spot, shows good length, and has taken out his frame. So now he has the power to go with the length. All right. So Tulsa's favored by two and a half, Emery. Who do you like? Tulsa, Golden Hurricane, laid the points with the Hurricane. Their defense it still has that same attitude as if – Xavier Collins is playing out there, and they'll take care of business against Mississippi State or whatever you know iteration of Mississippi State is going to be out there on the field. That's the three and eighteen we're talking about. Yeah. All right. So let's get to yeah. I wonder how motivated those guys are for that game. That'll be that'll be telling. All right. Let's get to the Sugar Bowl. It is eight o'clock on Friday night because it's Friday night and it feels so right. Oh yes, it's Friday night. Oh what a night. Oh, this is interesting, by the way. DraftKings already has betting lines, Emery, mm-hmm. for all four possible national championship games. Oh, wow. I'm just looking at it. Clemson, Alabama would be favored by three and a half over Clemson. Ohio State would be favored by nine and a half over Notre Dame. Clemson favored by 17 and a half over Notre Dame. And Alabama favored by nine and a half over Ohio State. So clearly, DraftKings believes that Alabama is the best team. But they got to beat Notre Dame first. They're favored by 19 and a half in that one. And then they got to play the winner of Ohio State Clemson. A lot of buzz right now, Emery, for Ohio State running back Trey Sermon, the Oklahoma transfer. What do you got on Sermon? Sermon's footwork is, is tremendous. And, you know, I'm glad they finally gave him the football and stop playing around with Master Teague. And Teague is a closer, but, you know, Sermon is one that you want to start the game and allow him to b- help you build the lead. Then you turn around and head, hand it off to Teague and let Teague just really take the soul out, out your defense. But Sermon has tremendous vision and footwork. They're in unison, um, and he's able to work front side to back side uh, before he gets to the line of scrimmage. So he sees the field really well. And also has shown in the Big Ten Championship game that he does have the ability to really – rip off runs in, in spurts. He does, he may doesn't have the long speed uh, per se, but he does have good 20 to 30 yard bursts, which should be enough to get you to the end zone. Um, to me, watching him run with the footwork that he has, he reminds me a lot of how TJ Yeldon footwork was at Alabama. Like it just kept moving and he was able to, you know, make moves consistently going downfield, had good bounce for a taller back. I see that with Sermon as well. It's a good call. I can see that for sure. Um, boy, he was awesome in the Big Ten Championship game. Who do you like more, Emery? Uh, Trey Sermon or Clemson running back Travis Etienne? Listen, I love speed, so I'm going to side with Etienne over Sermon because Etienne has legit, you know, get out of Dodge speed, uh, take it to the house speed, run away from cop speed. Anything you want to use, Etienne has it in spades and we saw this year him be much more valuable in the past game so i like him as a complete back i think you know him going into this season you wondered 
man, why did he come back? Because he would have been a first-round pick. Um, I could already see him thriving with the Dolphins this year uh, and helping lead them to the playoffs. But I could also see that next year because he would have an opportunity to draft him and really help round out that that offense. So I think he's more of a complete player at this point and has explosive home run hitting speed. He's been fast for a long time. I never understood him coming back. I never will, to be honest with you. Um, but at any rate, he did. Okay. Clemson is laying seven and a half points. Who do you like and why? I'm taking Ohio State in the points. I think this is a game and a matchup that the Buckeyes had circled on their calendar since Olave ran the wrong route in, in last year's game which caused the interception and not the game-tying or game-winning touchdown. I can't remember exactly, but I know Olave was supposed to cut in instead of cutting out, and the ball would have hit him in the life right there in the end zone. So I think we'll see a closer game, a competitive game. Uh, these two teams knowing each other, so you'll have that commonality going into this matchup. And, yeah, we'll see some tweaks here and there, but we'll see them because of the fact that they faced each other before. We'll see a tighter game, and I think this one will be under seven points. Got it, man. I hope you're right. I, I just I want a I want a good game. That's what I want more than anything else. I don't care at all, really, who wins. I just want a close, competitive game. Any chance we get that from Notre Dame? <sighs> you know, they could give it the old college try. I mean, they they play a style that Alabama used to play, but Alabama's defense is built to stop this Notre Dame offense. Yes, Book will give them an opportunity because he has what Alabama tends to struggle with, a quarterback that has escapability and mobility. Uh, but overall, they're just not a dynamic offense. They're a slower down offense. They have a dynamic player, but he's the running back, which ties to their run game. So I see Notre Dame trying to take the air out of the ball. We used to call this buck ball when I was in college. Like the Tampa Bay Bucks just turn around and like bleed the clock and give it to Allstott and, and really try to beat you nine to six. I see that trying to be Notre Dame's strategy, but I just don't think they have enough. So what would you do with the points there with Notre Dame getting 19 and a half points? I would lay the points with, with Alabama because if Alabama gets those early stops, it's going to be a possessions game. And we know Alabama has the explosive talent on the perimeter, just opposed to what Notre Dame has on the perimeter in the secondary. That's the matchup that I don't think Notre Dame can, can win. And that's what we'll see Alabama exploit. Wow. I hope you're wrong. I kind of like Notre Dame and the points, but I've been wrong before. Uh, the question comes to us from one of our great patrons, patreon.com slash RT Media. That is Tuckheads J. He's kind of the leader or one of the leaders of the patrons. He's giving you a blank canvas, Emery. Lincoln Riley, second half play calling. What the H-E double hockey sticks is he doing? That was, I say that sometimes. Got some Raycons for his new job. Congrats on the new job. Thank you, Ross and Emery, for this amazing podcast. He wants your thoughts. He doesn't seem to be a big fan of Lincoln Riley's play calling in the second half these last few games. You know, I think when you look at Lincoln Riley, and let's say he's talking about that Iowa State game, um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, Iowa State stepping up and playing solid defense. I think what we're going to see moving forward is him take full advantage of, of Spencer Rattler's ability as a dual threat. 
Um, and we'll see him use that big back he has in Ramondre Stevenson a little bit more. So probably to try to, you know, usually you want to go four-minute offense at the end of the game. We'll probably see him switch it up and go explosive first quarter, ball control second quarter, explosive third quarter, close out the game in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think he's trying to get everybody involved because this is a unique year. It's almost like a demo year or like you use a blank canvas year to try some things because, you know, this is a pandemic year. And essentially he's, you know, giving guys some reps that, uh, and preparing for 2021. So I would, you know, not totally bash Lincoln Riley. He has a plan, has a process. And I think this is what we'll see in this bowl game. Him try to like speed it up to slow it down, speed it up to slow it down and close out the opponent. Emery, you are the man. Make sure you check Emery out. You need to, like I do, on social media, at F-Ball Game Plan. Then you know all the stuff he's doing. Football Game Plan on YouTube, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. That thing is awesome. Make sure you get the pre-order in now so you get it before the combine like I will. It is fantastic. The widest or deepest Maybe widest and deepest draft guide I'm aware of. Wide and deep. It's both. Make sure you get it. Footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. Other than that, it is a big week for college football. Enjoy all the bowl games. Enjoy the semifinals Friday night. We'll be breaking down the national championship and more next week. But right now, though, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.